Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. Happy Tuesday. This is another episode of Electricpreneur Secrets, the electrician's podcast, where a couple of electricians with business addictions keep showing up five days a week without all the fancy shit like, uh, what did we say last week? Uh, kitten meows and cow moos. And cow mooing. Yeah, There's no you really threw me on that one. Audio effects, sound coming in, any of that. It's just me. Guess what? Nothing new to see here, but we've got this big topic that's going to help you master sales, simplify pricing, and deliver premium level electrical service for your clients and help you build the business of your dreams instead of someone else's. Joe, how are you doing today, brother? Dude, I am doing absolutely amazing. The kids are finally sleeping a little bit better. I'm actually trying. I mean, the bags, they're starting to disappear a little bit, right? (laughs) Even with the lighting that we got. Um, so I'm loving spending the time with the family. It's been everything that I've wanted to be. Once again, Mel, if you're listening, you're an absolute 10 out of 10. And I love spending the extra time with you. Amazing, man. I love that your wife listens. I'm still trying to get mine too. <laughs> you know, it's it's one of those things where I, I, I want to say something special is that Melanie has been with me from the very beginning, from when I was still out on construction jobs before I ran my own company. She was there with me when I was running it and working a night job to pay for the materials on that company. She was with me when it was great. She was with me when I sold it. She's here now. It's just, I could not have asked for a better life partner to really rally behind me. She's always been there for me and I'm so grateful for her. That's awesome, man. Super proud of you. Love your family, of course. Hello, Mel. I'm also saying hi and acknowledging you this morning. So... (laughs) Let me get right into this, Joe. Doing electrical differently and the white van scam. That's what we're calling this today. And really, guys, we're agitating this topic again of niche marketing and really appealing to a certain clientele. But we already started with a little tie back to the vision. And I just was so close to a Jim Rohn quote that I cannot resist. Would it be wrong of me to roll that out? No, it wouldn't be wrong. you. And I love that you even went for my clothes to do it. (laughs) <laughs> you own that clothes now we're gonna fight no it. no you brought the it copyright. to the game I, I admit that yeah. okay jim Rohn. so here's how it went you gotta have a plan where you'll fall into someone else's plan and you know what someone else has planned for you not, not much. much that quote is freaking huge man and i see that almost every day And it reminds me of the one on my wall. I've got this painting that I I actually got it printed off on a canvas, this kid with a a rocket ship wings, and they're made out of cardboard. And in the shadow, it's an actual rocket taking off. And it says, if we can hold it in our minds, then we can hold it in our hands. Whoa. All right. That's a nice one. Yeah, man. So how does this tie into our topic? Well, let me explain. When it comes to your vision and realizing that vision, you ought to market and sell towards it too. If you don't, and your marketing is general, like we discussed yesterday, and your van is white with lettering, and you don't stand out, and you don't show people what you're even aiming for, how could you ever realize it? And you won't. And even more than that, if I can dive in a little bit further. Yeah. I want to kind of say something that Dan Antonelli did because he actually put out a picture that really, really stood out that I think will highlight this. Mm. It was in front of a supply house. It was a whole like line of white vans. And it was like this electric, this HVAC, this plug. It was just random generalized people. And then there was one van that he had wrapped that was dead center that would just popped. 
And you're like, wow, it was like the center point of everything. And I feel like that should be our marketing. Because if you can think about all the white vans that drive past you, how many of you can remember the name on the van two seconds after you drove past it? Not amongst so all the others. what would your clients man? do? Yeah. So what would your clients do? Yeah. Really, this comes down to differentiation. Mm-hmm. And if you want to be different in this world, one of the best things you can do is show that you're not taking shortcuts. Show mm-hmm. that you're not cheaping out, that you're not shortchanging people, right? Because what I've seen and even the conversations I've experienced around electricians, you'll hear some guys go like, oh, you went to kick charge and spent whatever, 10 grand, 15, 18 grand, depending on the package or whatever you're going for with the wraps and everything. I don't know the packages. Dan, I'm sorry, not giving your pricing away. But on the other side of the argument is the guy that says, I went to Fiverr and hired someone out of country for $120 and I got my logo. And so you guys got ripped off. Mm-hmm. Hang on a second. There is value in quality work and big investments in yourself and in your brand and in your identity and in your differentiation. Please jump in here. Help me. I was that guy. I'm just going to say that was me when I first started off. I remember my partner and I literally decaling our vans under a bridge with a hairdryer because it was raining that day and we had to get our vans decaled because we were going to a job. Like I've been that guy. And I can tell you the difference between a person. Like after we got a little more money and we got fully wrapped vans, it was a night and day difference. So you're right. For some of you, yeah, that Fiverr plan will work. You have a hundred bucks to your name. You're getting $300 a month salary. I get it. But if you're making more than just the bare minimum scratch, it's a huge return on your investment to just make sure your marketing is targeted and in the right direction. And to be fair to everyone who's still building up or recovering from any situation that you may have found yourself in, let me be clear. It's okay to bootstrap. In fact, I recommend it. We're tradespeople. You don't need to borrow money. You don't need investors. You don't need any fancy shit. You just need to act as if. Show up with the best you can right now, right? If you can't get new boots, then clean your old boots. If you can't get a new van wrap, then do your best to clean up the van and make it look as good as you can for now. But when you show up to the door, when you show up for your customers, when you show up in your marketing, everything that you can do to look and act as if, be the million dollar provider. Mm. Be that premium service level in your head. Own it. Picture it. Visualize. Hold this vision so true that it's already there. And it's just a matter of time before you're cashing the checks that pay for that anyway. We've seen it. It's really amazing. Right? So superpower here. Now, the reason I added the white van scam is this is a story I've talked about before, but I got to share it. There's literally a known scam attached to white vans. Got to hear this. Why would they just attach it to a white van? Because anyone can just go rent a white van. If your logos are just magnets on the side of your van right now, or truck, Mm -hmm. or car, or whatever you're rocking, know that that looks and could be perceived as a scam. Please, go ahead. I also was that guy. (laughs) I hate to say it, but it's true. We literally had a Honda Civic with a magnet decal because we were too poor to own a van. So the thing is, is that 
it may work if you're literally making nothing. But just know that it literally lines up. Clay saying 100% truth. If you look like you're bootstrapped, what kind of value can the client really believe that you're bringing to the table? It's so such a weird concept to think about. But if they want you to arrive as a 10, are you thinking that if you showed up in the driveway in what you're already driving, would that make you a 10, a five, a one? Look at it from your customer's perspective and you'll find you have better understanding than if you paid someone to market for you. 100%. In my case, the white van appealed to me and my big fancy truck. We pulled over and he ended up selling me some knockoff stereo equipment. It was a scam. I actually negotiated the price down and didn't do too, too bad, but it was a scam. It's what they call a white van scam. It happens to people and they can play off different things. Besides the point, you don't ever want to represent that. You want to go and represent wholly the vision, the mission that you have to help homeowners because without you, they're helpless and they're hopeless to find good help. Without us, premium service providers out there trying to do the right thing, right? Actually building companies that can afford to be sustainable and put food on the table for families, whole families that you employ, or one member of a family that gets to be the breadwinner because they work for such a great company, not to mention the family that you serve today that gets to have dinner at their nice table and their nice home and their nice electrical system that's safe. Like, am I wrong for saying this, Joe? No. The thing is, way too many people don't factor in those concerns. They think of it as, customer called me for this. I'm going to show up. I'm going to do the same thing. We're going to ask for an apples apples comparison. But no, it's more than that for so many of us. When we truly focus on how can I serve them? How can I truly be a five-star experience? How can I be a white glove service provider? You'll find that those niches open up to you. And as Clay says, niches get riches. Niches do get riches, Joe. I'm going to say something else. There's a little book and it's a nice book. I really enjoyed this book. It's called Blue Ocean Strategy. I can't even remember who wrote it, but here's the principle. Maybe you don't even need to read it after this. A blue ocean is what we're in. It's an area where there's no other feeding sharks. Every electrician who's aware of what we do, who's a home service electrician, that wants strategic and specific support with electrical sales, building their offer up, and that support system to help them troubleshoot and really make the most of it so they can build the company of their dreams. Every electrician that's aware of this and that understands that there's nothing else like it. That's what makes this a blue ocean. Niches get riches because there's no other choice over here. In your case, you might decide, well, I would be a generator specialist. Or I would focus strictly on LED retrofits. Or as we uncovered in a class earlier last week, you could just be serving a certain type of client, like celebrities, millionaires. You can niche in speaking to the exact problems that a certain target has. And that's what makes you powerful. And that's what makes you stand out. And that's what brings you back to the blue ocean opposed to the red ocean where everyone else is fighting over the same clients. Like that Google race to the bottom we talked about yesterday. Mm -hmm. And please don't get me wrong, Joe. Everyone should have that stuff active. 
and the clients that come from that are still worthy of serving at the highest level, at least Agreed. providing you qualified them, right? Mm -hmm. But should that be where all of our money, time, and energy is spent? Absolutely not, under no circumstance. Because imagine like this, for all you fishers out there, I'm going to pitch something for you. So, or should I say cast something for you? Cast, right? nice touch, nice touch. Yeah, right? So imagine you are a fisher. I love to fish. It's one of those situations where you need to know where you're placing it, right? If you're searching for walleye, you don't go and throw it like you're fishing for catfish. If you're looking for bass, you have certain hooks. Or if you're going for trout, you'd go with a certain spinner. You know which kind of fish you're trying to catch. So you target your lure to match that fish. Why are we not fishing? Why are we throwing it with a weight and dragging it along the bottom, just trolling and saying, oh, nothing's biting. This ocean's empty. No. Pull it back up. Look at your hook. Say, is this a compelling hook? Would I eat this if I was this fish? And then throw it where you know they are. That is how marketing should work. Definitely. So for those of you um, wondering why this isn't so evident in your area, if we're talking about this and it makes so much sense, then why aren't I seeing it? It's there. It's just far fewer people are doing it because we're not educated on marketing. Mm -hmm. There's something called recency bias. If you buy a red Toyota, all of a sudden, what do you see everywhere? Everywhere, red Toyota. And I saw the exact same thing. I remember the first time I bought a car, it was a Honda Civic, blue Honda Civic. And after I bought that, I'd never seen a blue Honda Civic before, but now I saw blue Honda Civics everywhere. 100%. It was insane. Teslas, right? Talk of the nation. I didn't see any mm. Teslas until a couple of years ago. Now there's yeah. literally 50 million in every block of this city. Mm -hmm. That was a slight exaggeration, of course. Ever so slight. But regardless, if you start paying attention to who's actually specifically standing out, you might even begin to recognize that you didn't even realize that generator team was an electrician team. You might even begin to realize you never even considered they were your competitors. And that's the point. That's where you want to be too. Because if someone's looking for a generator, who are they going to call? They call an electrician. But are they going to call a standard general electrician or the generator specialist? They're going to call the specialist because imagine this. Like if you had two business cards side by side and one says industrial, commercial, residential, agricultural, and the other says, I'm a generator specialist and you're looking for a generator, they're going to go to you and just the card alone would have credibility. It's like, oh, I can work with this guy who does everything or I can with this guy who literally eats, sleeps and breathes what this is. Mm -hmm. I'll even pay more to get that guy to do it because I trust that he'll do it better than someone who touches on everything. 100%. And I got to say right now, we're not going to push anyone to become a generator specialist. There's many ways to niche and you get to decide that from a framework that we're going to actually release and give away again on Action Wednesday for free. Okay. But here's an example of one area of success of this. Mm -hmm. One of our clients, Alan, came in and had not done generators before was somewhat nervous about doing them because he hadn't established really that level of confidence in his expertise. And so they just really didn't sell them. Working with you in just a few months time, 
he's now at $80,000 in generator sales, mm -hmm. roughly, just a few months. And in his words, that's not something we would have been able to do before this time with you guys. Okay, awesome. I remember the first celebration. There was a photo with the handshake with this homeowner mm -hmm. with the first portable gen installation. Awesome, man. Awesome, awesome. But here's the thing. Some of you may be listening or some of you may have heard other people say, just like we did when we advertised our, our generator workshop a few months mm -hmm. back, well, generators aren't profitable. You can't make money on generators. I love this one. This makes me so happy. Three of our clients last week installed generators and they averaged over 80% profit. Is that just us, Joe? No. And the reason being is that it's not even that. It's even more in addition to that 80% profit. Because Why? when you establish yourself as a generator specialist, you are now utterly immersed in this home. In order to do the maintenance, you have to go inside and do the load test, which means you're checking the panels. I mean, you're checking their circuits. You're going through their whole home. You're their exclusive electrician for the next five years as you're maintaining it. You're offering first-class memberships so that you're the go-to person that they call at all times. You're installing the mobile notification system so you can say, I'm even watching it for you. So if it goes bad, I can come back and we can have a stipend for extra services. I'm installing the winterization, the electronics protections, the elevated bases. I could go on. There are so many freaking things about generators that are more than just the install. And every touch point beyond that install is another way of you serving your client at the five-star service that you'd come to expect from someone who works with us. And a client that connects with you on that sale and on that installation and gives you the five-star review often ends up being a client that sticks around with your maintenance package, your club membership mm -hmm. deals, your warranties, right? Mm -hmm. What are the chances they're going to call you back for more than just generator work? It's, it's going to happen because if average person calls an electrician between three to five years, that is the industry metric. You need an electrician, you'll call one every three to five years, sometimes as long as seven. But you know for a fact, I've got five years of maintenance with you. So the first three to five years, I'm your guy. I know your home. I know it better than the person who built it because I went through every outlet. I went through every switch. I've tested it. I've been in your panel. I've been in your system. I know your family. I know what we're backing up and why we're backing it up. How can you tell me that you would decide to call a stranger over the person who has lived in your home for the past three years? More trust, more referrals, less marketing expense, more revenue, more sales, greater sales, more profitability. The list goes on here, Joe. But seeing as we're really addressing this white van as well, what happens when we get that wrap now? When Once we build that confidence in our niche and we start putting that stuff right on the skin of our billboard, mm -hmm. can you talk a bit about your experience with that and what was on your van wrap as a generator specialist? Ah, uh, yes. Just uh, to finish this, this off, then we're going to hit the action yeah. items and close this one out. All right. This was a fun one. You're talking about the logo on it? Yeah, man. Yeah, that was a fun situation. Okay. So this might be a little sneaky, but I thought it was really, really cool. So we specialized in both Generac and Kohler. That was our thing. We believed that Generac was the more economy brand. Kohler was the more premium brand. 
But we did recognize that Generac is the most known brand. It's almost became the synonymous with like Xerox. Like a Xerox is a copier, but you could buy other non-Xeroxes. So we would have the Generac logo on the driver's side door. Because what would end up happening is as people would walk to the door, they would see Generac. Now, they wouldn't know Kohler, but they would know Generac. So when they said, oh, do you do Generacs? I could say, well, let me ask you a question. Are you looking for a Generac or are you looking for a generator? And then it opened the floor for people to now be like, oh, well, I didn't know. What else do you guys do? And we sold more Kohlers advertising through Generac. Kohler just called. They're thanking you. Generac just sent us hate mail and is really angry <laughs> at your strategy hey. brain there, man. That's a huge oh, strategy, but it really highlights what's possible in marketing when we actually do our research. We really pay attention to what people are saying and ride the waves that are already there and just using the specific terminology to get on the right wave. And get on your own blue ocean, get away from the competition, get away from the feeding frenzy that's out in the middle for every unsuspecting person who's just searched electrician near me or trying mm -hmm. to find some freaking help at their house. Just differentiate, guys. That's what we're talking about here. Joe, we got to hit some action items. You want action or all-star? I did the action yesterday, so give me the all-star today. Okay, here it is. I'm going to re re-go over what I talked about earlier for the action today. It's okay if you're not there yet. And you don't need to run out and book a meeting with Dan because 30 other people, uh, maybe 200 other people that are listening to this are doing that right now too. We can give him a little bit of space, but you give yourself a little bit of runway here. You can plan this. What is your vision? We're going to go into the nuts and bolts of how, but you can start by simply thinking about this. What services do we really enjoy doing? What services are in demand for us and in our market? And what services are most profitable for us? And the answer of the niche that you should be targeting, even this could be seasonable, seasonable, seasonal, ladies and gentlemen. There, you go. there are target markets at certain times of the year. You know this, I know this, we all know this. And that's why we're talking about niche marketing and not even just a full-fledged niche so much. You get to choose that, right? So using those questions, answer them. And what's in the middle? What's overlapping here that you could use to your advantage to claim more authority, more trust, and realize a greater vision ultimately over in a blue ocean? Joe, go ahead with the all-star. I love it because it's amazing how in sync you and I can be when we're thinking. Because mine actually ties directly off of yours. Oh, good. You were saying the what. Mine is the why. Nice. So it's one thing to say, all right, I know what I'm trying to do. Remember I was talking about the fishing analogy? Like mm -hmm. I know what I'm trying to do. I'm going to say, why am I trying to catch it in the first place? If I'm looking for bass, why am I doing it? They're a fight fish. They're a sport. Okay, fine. I'm looking for walleye. Good. They're eating fish. That's what I'm looking for. But the why is the end result. So if we're breaking this back to electric, we're saying, why are you trying to market to a specific thing? Do you believe you're better qualified? Do you feel that your level of service would stand out? Do you feel that your customers would be better served having someone like you in their home? Do you feel like it, the list goes on? But knowing your why 
gives you the ammunition to explain your what. So my question for you is this. It's one thing to say, I want to be a generator specialist. My real question is, why would you want to be a generator specialist? If you can't say that to yourself, you'll never be able to say it to your audience. And that's a hot mic with that. We do need to rush out of here, but we did not rush this episode. This has been another great, informative, helping guide of Electropreneur Secrets, the electrician's podcast, where we help electricians master sales, simplify pricing, deliver premium level service. And this week, even deep dive on your niche and your niche marketing. Because as Joe said, apparently, as I say, niches get rich as fool. We'll see you tomorrow for hump day.